reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Welcome once again to the Doom Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me as always is Murray Fox. And this week we are looking at Doom Patrol number one. Woo! Which <laughs> Doom Patrol number one? I know there's been so many. From mm-hmm. August 2004, this is the John Byrne revamp of the team. <sighs> Not just revamp, revamp. <laughs> Boot. Reboot, restart, re... John Byrne in the 90s felt that everything that he ever touched had to be rebooted. I don't know what it was. He just <laughs> felt that there was no way to tell a story with the characters as they stood. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he started it all over. That's and... not to say that there aren't things in this series that are, aren't are worthwhile. There's some actual, some nice, fun stuff in there. It's just... I don't really think that it was necessary to start them over again. Yeah. And, like, you know, their greatest stories had never happened. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, because the stories he tells are, there. there's some fun stuff in there, and, and he gets some cool little guest stars and stuff, but... Hmm. But, uh... I mean, this is the incarnation that gives us a forearm date. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> But for, for whatever reason, he felt that he couldn't do deal with the characters as they stood after uh, Rachel Pollock left them. Although I guess he could have he could have conceivably just skipped over the Pollock stuff and just went straight from the end of the, the Morrison run. Yeah, yeah. Because that stuff technically happened in the Vertigo quote unquote universe. So right, 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 right. So, so it's a uh, clear line there that could have been used, but. Yeah, I don't know whether it was DC that was pushing to have it. I don't, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember the interviews at the time, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was John Byrne saying that there was just simply no way to... To make it work. It would work for him, so... They'd been taken too far from their roots, I guess. I guess. I guess he more or less wanted to play with the original incarnation and just... Didn't want to... Uh, muck around with all that intermediate stuff and character development. <laughs> I suppose. I su- I, you know what? I'm going to have to dig up interviews from that time. I'd be curious to see what they said about the series because it's... Yeah. I, I remember, well, a lot of outrage. Yeah, oh, I for sure. Totally. It's the Superman. I guess he could do it with Doom Patrol. <laughs> Doom Patrol can't really fight it if Superman's willing to take the fall. That's right. If he can do it to the big blue guy, he can do it to anybody. Right on. Anybody. So this incarnation of the Patrol was introduced in an arc in JLA, which is apparently what they did at that point. Well, actually, I guess it was up till fairly recently that's been sort of JLA's place is to introduce new things into the universe and see it stick kind of deal. Yeah, totally. So uh, that is what they did. They got John Byrne and they paired him up with Chris Claremont and Jerry Ordway. And and, and all those names sound like it should be good. 
And it was not. <laughs> Ungood. Yeah, it was... I like Burn and I like Ordway. I don't really like the two of them together. And, uh... I mean, it's fine, but it's not... I don't know. I don't think it brings out the best in either one of them. And, uh... And the story itself was... It was... Vampires in it for Pete's sake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we look at it real quick... Yeah, it's, it's and it's one of these really, like, six-part stories that could have been... Two? Two parts. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, there was lots of padding padded to this, uh... This story. Basically, it's... It's... Yeah, a bunch of vampires show up and they start kidnapping kids. And in the first chapter, they also happen to kidnap Superman because he's, you know, he's vulnerable to magic and stuff. And, well, vampires are... You're going to tell me that a vampire can take down Superman? (laughs) Come on. Not even those glittery ones. (laughs) He had really sharp teeth. I don't know if they were uh, coated with kryptonite or what. Magic uh, teeth? Yeah, kryptonite fucking dentures or something. (laughs) That'd be pretty sweet, actually. Totally. I would take kryptonite teeth every once in a while. but uh, I, I, w- I would totally buy that. I'd be like, okay, so he's a vampire and he's got kryptonite teeth? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't think that's the route they went. I think, I don't know if they hypnotized Superman or something. They did. They had, this is, probably, yeah, yeah, in the very first, the yeah, yeah, yeah. In that very first chapter, they introduce uh, Nudge and Grunt and she kind of, yeah, she's able to hypnotize him. She just kind of puts a whammy jammy on Superman, and then he's captured by the vampires. And I see. yes, and then he's bitten and he's hypnotized by the vampires. And yeah, I guess if you have a villain, you know that without a doubt they cannot possibly beat Superman. You have to hypnotize him. That's right, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they did. That is totally what they did. So. Yeah, throughout the rest of the series, we kind of we start to get glimpses of the the Doom Patrol, and by the second or third chapter, they are totally revealed in all their uh, Doom Patrolishness. We get the Chief, we get Rita, we get Larry, we get Robot Man. They're all there. Although Larry's got just, Larry's interesting at this point. Yeah, he's got Burns got a different take on him. He's all wrapped up in like a. Dominator mask. He's killing bodies. He's like the gimp in Pulp Fiction. And when he lets the negative man out, it's just a black skeleton. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which was interesting. I kind of like that aspect of it, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Yes. So we meet those people. We meet... Uh, who else? We meet Vortex, who goes on to become some member of the Doom Patrol, at least initially. Yeah, he's part of like their sort of B-team... Yes, he's a, he's at this point they don't give him much of a backstory. He's just one of the vampires, minions, minions, and captives. Yeah, Nudge and and Grunt become entwined in that little group. So the you know eventually, eventually they all break free and and they beat up on the vampires. And the Doom Patrol decides to go back, and the Chief, of course, wants to study Grunt. And wherever Grunt goes, Nudge goes, and wherever Nudge goes, Vortex goes, and they they decide to drag along. Wow, what's her name? She was in the Justice League for like a minute. Faith, I think her name was. 
Faith, Hope, Charity, Mark. I don't know. Susan, She's some like, telekinetic, short-haired cheeky poo that was around for a little while, and, and anyway, she goes over to the Doom Patrol too for a little while. And that's yes. yeah, that's pretty much it. They uh, the storyline establishes their headquarters as being in Florida in this old abandoned, well, sort of abandoned prison base, and. Uh, and that's that's that. Well, I think we lost Scott, and now he's back. There oh, you go. I did that. I'm pro- I want not on Let's try to hit the mute button to yell at the kids and hit the wrong. <laughs> oh, you muted it. All right, that's okay. <laughs> no worries. We were, I was just saying that they got established in that uh, prison base and and. Yeah, in that was Florida, nice. and yeah, it's a neat. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's not a terrible location, and and Byrne sets it up with with all sorts of potential little mysteries and subplots percolating around in there. So yeah, yeah. So there we go. At the very end of the Justice League arc, as the Justice League flies away, the Doom Patrol gets into their uh, their little Doom Patrol plane, and they go back to their headquarters. And the last couple of pages set up the first issues of the of the Doom Patrol series. So they land. They can't re- get. They're they're out of radio contact with the chief. They're not able to contact him. And they see some of the cell doors are open as they get to the prison. And so they sneak in and they find the chief is being hung up on the wall by some vampires. And uh, and they realize, oh, this is not going to be good. So the vampires are called the Circle, is that correct? Yes, yeah, they are the... There's some sort of cabal of vampires, which are very popular in the movies. Yes, and there was a big backstory that they fought the Amazons at one point, and blah, 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 and... Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're vampires, you know. Mm-hmm. There they you do go. They do. they do what they do. And that takes us to Doom Patrol number one. Yes. <laughs> From the pages of JLA, it says right on the cover. Right on. The circle remains. John Byrne and Doug Hazelwood. Who is probably a better anchor choice than... Than Ordway? Than for, Ordway. Yeah, I think Burn. so. I think Ordway's style fights with Burns too much. Yeah, yeah. Ordway has a very distinctive style, and... Yeah. And, uh... Hazelwood can sort of, uh... Fading into the background a little more. And yep. Totally. totally. He's no Terry Austin, but he'll, he'll do. <laughs> he will do, absolutely. So the uh, big splash page, first page, the giant monkey face. <laughs> right there, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. That is a way to grab people's attention. Mm-hmm. It's a stop him. The story is called Baptism of Blood. Right. Odd. They're in Key Mordaz, Florida. That's where the prison that they yes. put in it. So, yes, of course, the gorilla is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Grunt. Grunt, yes. He's flipping, flipping out, tripping balls. I don't know. He's upset <laughs> about something. Ned just trying to calm him down, but she uh, doesn't uh, seem to be able to do so. He's very upset. And Void, is it Void? Uh, void or Vortex? Vortex. I think it's vortex. vortex. That weird blue kid. Yes. 
and hope are there. Uh, there's a speaking of vortices, there is a spinning cloud of some sort of energy circling, cycloning above the uh, prison. So, uh, yeah, there's the giant portal of some sort opening up above the prison. And suddenly a giant hunk of machinery comes flying out of the wall. <laughs> Everybody's all, look out! And, yes. Uh, looks like Vortex uh, deflects it with his, I guess he's got telekinesis? Uh, no, I think it's the check hope or faith or... Isn't it? She's all. Oh no! I see what you're saying. She sends it up, and then he he zaps it. So he zaps it with. He's got. I don't know. A big laser in his mouth. Yes, a mouth vortex. Ouch. I guess his. Did they? During the uh, during the Justice League story, his mask fell off at one point. And there's nothing in there. And well, we didn't see what was there, but it was terrifying. It terrified the vampires to death. So. Yeah. He's got a scary face, lots of bad acne. <laughs> Something. <laughs> and, uh, she calls it a silent scream. It's basically, it's the laser he vomits from his mouth. Right. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yes. If he wasn't such a mopey Joe, he might be more interesting. <laughs> uh, the monkey's still upset. Uh, so yeah, going through the big hole in the side of the wall, of course. Because you got to investigate a giant chunk of machinery flying out of your home. Absolutely. Meanwhile, we cut to the JSA uh, or the JLA satellite box. Is that the satellites? They're moon based, the watchtower. That's right. This is when they were hanging out on the moon. Mm. So everybody's returned home except for Batman and John Jones. Yes, they're hanging out, chit chatting. <laughs> Batman hasn't slept for seventy-two hours. <laughs> he's like, I'm cool, relax. That's right. Because he knows, he knows something's going on with the vampire thing, and it's not done yet. And uh, John's wondering if the Doom Patrol is what's really bothering him. And Batman trusts in Alice Calder, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Not sure what that says. Because <laughs> this is... Pre- well, Batman's been up for 72 hours. He, uh, yeah. His judgment is all cloudy, let's say. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. This is uh, pre-Flashpoint Batman when he was still kind of crazy and grumpy all the time. Yeah. However. So he's still monitoring all uh, regional, local, and uh, global broadcasts. He can't shake the feeling that something is, has been missed. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to figure it out with his brains, but his brains aren't giving it to him, so he wants John to go in there and pull it out. <laughs> That's right. My brains are a little tired. John, could you uh, think for me, please? Do your Just get mental in there. whammy jammy. That's, That's right. <laughs> Smack that gerbil, get him going again. John's like, okay, you asked for it. We cut back to the prison, and it was it's apparently an old Confederate prison. Right federal one for like a hundred years after the Civil War. It was then abandoned until Calder bought it about ten years ago. He's got uh, oh, one whole cell block of one whole block of cells refurbished so that they're state of the art mm-hmm. and occupied. And uh, they're going in, they're checking stuff out, and there's some 
Three cells were locked tight the whole time I was here. Those were three of the chief's most dangerous prisoners. So he gives, she's like, uh, this dude just keeps people locked up here. For <laughs> no reason. Well, you know, violation of civil liberties, anyone? Uh, the chief. And she's like, eh, I don't think the chief worries about that kind of thing too much. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, before Nudge uh, joined up with the vampire, she had met the Doom Patrol. She was with the circus. She ran away from the circus. She hooked up with the Doom Patrol briefly. And then she got bored and ran off one night and got hooked up with the vampire. So she's not completely new to the Doom Patrol. She's still, yeah. she knows them slightly. She's sort of like the you know, early early years Beast Boy kind of deal. Right. She knows of them and she's hung out with them a little bit. Yes. Suddenly, boom, Rita comes smashing through the wall. Uh-huh. She's like, I told you guys to stay in the flyer. She's like, never mind, what the heck's going on around here? <laughs> yeah, you're bringing the place down around our heads. Yeah. And, uh, so they cut back to 17 minutes ago. And Cliff, Rita, and Larry are hustling down the hall, trying to figure out what's going on. They find out that the cells weren't broken until they were opened. Mm-hmm. Outside. Da-da-da. <sighs> so they're uh, going to go in this room. They know there's people in there. They can hear them. These audio detectors are picking up moaning. They go in there, and the chief's been uh, sort of crucified yeah, he's piece yeah. machinery. The conveniently T-shaped piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some of those damn vampires <laughs> hanging around. I'm tired of these mother effing vampires in my mother effing prison. <laughs> uh, so, how did they get here? No one knows about this place except that was my doing, smart guy. Oh, look, it's one of the punk kids that was working for the boss vampire. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Just ugh. Yeah. Yes, their boss vampire was called Crucifer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, really, John Byrne? <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I guess he opens little portable warps between one dimension and another. And, uh... Crucible's like, hey, yeah. Crucifer's like, hey. We can use that. Mm-hmm. Gives him the code name Wormhole. <laughs> nice. Uh, just... so I guess they would tool around and do bad stuff, bad, bad vampire stuff, and yeah. people's blood and stuff. Yada, yada, yada. Yes. I guess his deal was he liked to feed on superhumans. He did. And, uh, you know, you just keep them in a, in a little room or whatever. They didn't survive the process. Uh, and then, well, there's some guys that he was working for. They're actual vampire, better vampires than him, without his lame haircut and spindly <laughs> legs. Yes. These guys are the more Nosferatu kind of vampires with the big ears and the yeah. faces and all that jazz. Skinny, skinny, anorexic. They wanted to get back to our world. I guess they've been banished or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is all stuff that's recapped in the... It's from the JLA arc, I guess. Yeah. So after they were all uh, taken down by the JLA, 
He uh, found himself on a beach. It's <laughs> a tiny island. Where they are, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found yeah. inside, found out that it was Doom Patrol headquarters. So I offered three prison, three of the prisoners a deal they couldn't refuse. <laughs> he, uh, what does he, mean? he turns them into vampires? Three of them. Yeah, he brings yeah. three vampires through the dimensional portal to basically occupy their bodies, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess whoever the dangerous prisoners are, they're... They are no longer. <laughs> super-powered vampires. Yes. Oh, dear, super-powered vampires. Yowch. So Larry lets out their native man... Who talks in this incarnation too, which is interesting. When Larry talks, he talks to the negative man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Larry, of course, is headstrong and lifts the negative man out to go and bust on the vampires. Rita says, wait, but of course he doesn't listen because that's how he rolls. That's right. And, uh. Zappity zap. The hell happened there? So this vampire suddenly grew guns for his hands. I guess he's some sort of weird cyborg vampire. Yeah, whatever his. I think that's his, uh. The prisoner that was vampirized was probably a. Yeah, so I guess he was a cyborg. He had, he's got basically big guns for hands. That's right, he's a gun manifesting dude. And he blasts, uh, negative man into smithereenies like negative man does. Uh huh. He turned into Barrage. He blasted Larry's negative form to pieces. Oh, noes. Ouch. So, Cliff tells Rita to get the chief clear while he uh, takes care of the other dudes. <laughs> and goes in for the punch and, uh, oh, no. It's Megalith. Mm-hmm. Megalith vampire. I guess, we, I guess, I assume turns into a big sort of stony, super strong guy. Yeah. Makes it harder for uh, Cliff to beat him up, but he still does. Right on. <laughs> he says, looks like you got all of his po- all Megalith's powers, but none of his memories. Otherwise, you'd remember I kicked your arse. <laughs> Back when I was still in my prototype robot man body, not this slick no-pants version. <laughs> That's right. It's disturbing. I'm not really, I'm not fond of this iteration because he's got those big, shiny <laughs> butt cheeks. <laughs> I don't think Robot Man needs to be running around with no pants on. I liked it when he was running around with jeans. Yes. And jeans and a jacket. Uh-huh. But anyway, this is the 90s, and dude wants to run around with no pants. He's <laughs> around with no pants. That's right. What you going to do? So he, pop, he plows uh, Megalith through the wall, and then the other vampire comes up, but he's a stretchy bubblegum vampire, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Oh, it's a she. It's a she, yeah. I don't know that... Do they give her a name? I don't know if they do. Snake? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Surprised they didn't just go with Madame Rouge at this point, but... Maybe they had plans for her. Maybe. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, Cliff needs help. Larry, can you do it? He's like, I'm okay. Fix his negative form, he combusts back out. And this time, <laughs> cleverly dodges the gun, gun-handed dude. Good job, Larry. He learns. He can learn. <laughs> so 
So uh, Megalith picks up a big, huge piece of machinery, whips it at uh, Cliff, who's wrapped up in this with the snake lady. He ducks. He goes through the wall. Then uh, Rita grabs on to Snake and starts trying to peel her off. So she whips <laughs> over and wraps around her face so that she can't breathe. But, of course, Rita can also shrink, so she just shrinks down and then goes back up to normal, normal height <laughs> and punches her in the face. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. There's nothing that can't be solved by punching in the face. You are right. At least in Doom Patrol Land. <laughs> it's either punching in the face or esoteric, uh, you know, uh, accidental yeah. trees. <laughs> It's like, oh, we said the word that makes them makes them come undone. Look at that. Well, on to the next thing. That's right. But mostly punching. So, uh, Buddy puts his hands together, tries a single blast, and blasts Rita through the wall. Man, there's a lot of wall. This place isn't going to have any walls left by the time he's getting done. The prison just fall down. Uh, yes. So we cut back to the the moon, I guess. And away from the excitement for a minute to catch our breath. Right, the Justice League, they're... Uh... And uh, John is inside Batman's brain, sort of nudging him around, seeing him what, what he can think of, and he's thinking about the battle in crystal clarity. He's, hmm, the detail I was, that was eluding me was the number of superpowered youths Crucifer had working for him. The Flash corralled four of them, but there were five to begin with. That means we need to get back to Crucifer's base as fast as possible. Luckily, John Stewart's there. That's right. Green Lantern. And he uh, whips up a problematic bubble for them. And, That's right. Uh, they zoom back down to Earth. Crucifer's old hideout. They go in, check it out. There's a giant car. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Your neighbor says a very loud car. Yes, one of our neighbors <laughs> does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go in, they're checking it out. Nothing to see. Seems empty. The ring is picking up some sort of energy flux. And so uh, the dimensional portal opens up, and little wormhole dude jumps out. He's like, Oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Oh, that was a bad time to pop back home. <laughs> I guess. And how inconvenient for him. But totally. convenient for the story. Otherwise, they could be sitting there a long time. Totally. So, he's like, Batman's like, I'm going to ask you some questions, punk. <laughs> he, I guess, isn't going to do anything else about that because, well, it's Batman. Everybody's scared of Batman. He'll just do what he wants. That's right. But coming through the portal is Negative Man. <laughs> And all of a sudden, uh, Native Man seems to be going in seizures. He's squealing and cracking up. Like, what's wrong? What's happening to you? And then Native Man is freaking out in pain, and he rams his hand right through John Jones's chest. Ouch. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) That's the cliffhanger ending. Hearts and darts of darkness. Excellent. (laughs) Featuring the origin of Negative Man. Right on. There you go. So, the where the letters page normally would be is 
I guess this is a or a little thing from John Byrne talking about yeah, why he editorial. wanted to do all this, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he talks about rebooting Superman. Uh, they did that, and then George uh, relaunched Wonder Woman, but she became a new character. So it was a surprising choice, even at the time, and it created ripples to the DC universe that were still felt, still being felt ten years later. When it became my turn to, to guide Princess Diana through her adventures, I liked his run on Wonder Woman. I don't know why, Maybe because it, probably because it had a boo. Yeah, it it was okay too. It had some fun moments. I like had a few stuff in it, which was nice. I yeah, it. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I did not mind it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. He gets into why he's starting the Doom Patrol over. Okay, so DC has tried several different relaunches of the Doom Patrol over the years, and each one had grown itself out of the versions that came before. Sometimes that was easy enough, sometimes not so much. Whichever it was, though, there was one thing each version of the Doom Patrol had in common. Each one but the very first, that is. They all had a lot of backstory. And with each iteration, that backstory got longer and more complex. Where, where, where? Yeah. <laughs> like the chains dragging behind Marley's ghost, the Doom Patrol was each time out, bringing with it a lot of stuff that could be quite daunting to a new reader. If that new reader was, in fact, mentally deficient. <laughs> I guess. I mean, really, the, the Doom Patrol's history was pretty much a straight line. Like, it's not like the X-Men or the... Yeah, or, really, up at that point, I say, if you disregarded the Rachel Pollock stuff that came in Vertigo stuff, yeah. you could, it, it was a pretty straight line, I don't really think, and there wasn't a lot of things you really needed to know. No, like, I mean, at this point, what comic series doesn't have some history behind it that you can either, you know, you can either ignore it or deal with it or whatever, like, I mean... Every series has got stuff. Giffen showed us that you can easily incorporate everything you need to and not even worry about it. Absolutely. So anyway, I guess it was decided after much cogitating in the inner sanctums of the DC offices. Mm -hmm. Uh He's talking about John Byrne's bathroom. (laughs) That Doom Patrol would get the one-on-one treatment and all the baggage would be left at the door. So he goes on to say, well, it it worked for Wonder Woman, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Gar Logan was never part of the Doom Patrol in, the, in this current iteration. <laughs> and really, that's not a concern for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as it turned out, it really wasn't a concern for Jeff Johns, who was writing the Teen Titans at that point, too, because I don't think they ever got around to trying to... Them? No, I don't think they ever got around to explaining the a new history for Gar Logan, and by the time they thought about it, no well, no, and Giffen's new revamp came through, and they didn't need to anymore anyway, so... <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff Johns just had to wait out John Byrne, and it was fine. So here he says, For people who have read previous incarnations of the Doom Patrol, we can only hope you enjoy this brand new outing for the brand new team. Sit back and relax, and don't look for hidden agendas or secret meanings in any of the stories. This is Terra Nova, the new world, and everything that unfolds before your eyes will be just that, new. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's 
basically saying, don't look for, you know, any of the stuff you really like about it, because none, none of that's going to be in here. <laughs> it's not going to be here. <laughs> I'm not sure that was his intent, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. This isn't John Bird's message board. I can say what I want about him. <laughs> that's right. He's not going to come over here and... He's not going to ban me with his ban hammer and... <laughs> Yeah, so that comes, that's the end of that. So I think we're going to stick with this for a bit, if only because I seem to have misplaced my issues of Showcase, where the Alan Kupperberg Doom Patrol finally comes in. Right. So uh, once I dig those up, we'll maybe dig into some of that, but for now we'll go along with this and see what the, just what the heck John Byrne was thinking. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. The first issue was, I don't know, it was was okay, but it wasn't... uh... It would have been better if it didn't stem from the crap that happened in that JLA story. Yeah. Yeah. There's but whatever. It's yeah. It's, I get they're trying to drum up some extra sales for hey look, JLA's in it. Right. Maybe, yes. What are you gonna do? Yes. It gets it gets better from the first issue, I think. I say, there are there are some cool stuff cool things in this series and uh some some fairly typical John Byrne sort of goofy goofy ideas, which I like. So that's one thing I do like about him is he doesn't take a lot of stuff seriously. So he's willing to do some some humorous stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that those are the parts that I think work better in his Doom Patrol than some of his uh, other serious. Some of his some of the other things that he switches around are. I'm a little iffy on, but that's yeah. we'll get there. We will get there. Very good. All right. Sounds cool. If you want to give us your thoughts on John Burns, Doom Patrol, or John Burns, whatever, you can send us an email (laughs) at doompodtroll at gmail.com, or you can visit us on our website, which is also doompodtroll.com. Yes. Please do. Absolutely. We would love to hear your uh, Doom Patrol-y thoughts and John Burney thoughts. Thoughts. Yes. Tell us what you think of John, the John Byrne iteration of Doom Patrol. Okay. If any of you, in fact, were brave enough to read it. <laughs> All right. If not, we'll do it for you. Totally. We will. We will bite that bullet. That's right. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Catch guys. you later. <laughs>